Hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Cheka Fortung. I'm the host of Doors Within Us uh, podcast, and I'm honored and privileged to have with me here a builders of uh, Africa's future, a collaboration that we have with the Africa Diaspora Network, Sister Jane, um, Francis, um, Kabaka, um, um, and he, she, um, you know, as all the other three um, builders of Africa's future that I've had, um, on the on the podcast these are amazing entrepreneurs um on the african continent making a difference um uh, in, in their respective fields so uh the last name actually sister jane francis last name is ka ba gunju kaba gunju i think kaba gunju and she is in charge of the clean she's a in charge clinical officer of uh, the kuruba health center based in uganda and I'm I'm just honored to have her here to, for her to share her story. And uh, please, we'll give you the floor just to talk a little bit about, you know, um, yourself, yourself, so that we can get to know a little bit more about you. Um, so please, uh, Sister Francis, the, the floor is yours. Can you just share with us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you grew up, and uh, what is what is what it was like growing up in Uganda uh, uh, for a start. Okay, hello, everybody. Uh, hello, Jacob. Uh, I'm Sister Jane Francis Kawagaju. I'm the third born and first born girl in our family. I follow three boys. I can say I have some characteristics of men. I was climbing trees, playing football. So visitors could come and ask, is this child a boy or a girl? <laughs> Innocently, I could say, I could show them that I'm a girl. Don't ask me how. <laughs> My mother told me a story that after giving birth of three boys consecutively, I had a very strong desire to have a baby girl. Oh, there comes a baby girl, a woman. Everyone in the family was happy about my birth. They gave me variety of names, but my parents returned to Francis Kawagaju. Mm. One thing I remember when I had grown up is that my father loved and trusted me so much to an extent of giving me a responsibility of buying books, pens, and pay school fees for my elder brothers and my young sister and one boy at school. Uh, I was clever in class. My father liked me for that. Unfortunately, my father died when I was doing my mock of senior four. It was a blow to me. Okay. I thank my mother, Amoti, who is still alive, and my aunties and people of goodwill who labored and toiled to educate my brothers and sisters. Glory be to God, and God bless them. Okay. I lost to lose a mother, I'm sorry to say this, at an early age you may rather lose a father. Families are breaking when a mother in a family dies. Sorry to say this, but women play a big role in a family. So where I grew up? I grew up in a village called Nyabseni in Kirere Parish, Kusoro Sub-County, Gurasha County in Fort Potro City these, these days in Western Uganda. 
I grew up in a religious family where my father and mother were committed Catholics. They instructed me in Catholic faith and helped me to grow in my religious vocation. I belong to a clan of Wanekera, which love and support each other. At seven years, I joined primary school at Mpumbu Primary School. We used to walk from home to school. After primary seven, I joined secondary school at Kitumba Senior Secondary School. The distance was long, so my father took me to my auntie who was near that school. After senior four, I joined the congregation of the daughters of St. Teresa of the Child Jesus, locally known as Vanya Teresa Sisters, where I have served for 32 years. I was inspired to become a religious when I was in primary three by missionary medical sisters who had come to immunize us against an outbreak at that time. God's ways are not ours. I became a religious and a medic personnel like them, but in a different congregation. After becoming a religious, I was trained as a nurse. And later on, I went for clinical medicine and community health course and qualified as, qualified as a clinical officer. After 10 years working as a clinical officer in the rural health center, I was asked to do a course of health service management at Nkosi University. After that course, I was asked to coordinate health services in Hoima Diocese in four districts, that is Hoimak, Masindi, Kivale, and Kiriandongo for two years. From there, I was appointed as public health care coordinator in Virika Hospital for two years, again going to the rural communities. At that moment, at the moment, I'm the in charge and the clinical officer of Unkurva Health Center, where I have served for eight years. Now I'm counting 22 years, serving in rural and hard to reach communities, as soon celebrating Silver Jubilee. I also served as a chairperson of sisters in the medical field in our congregation. What is it that, like, uh, uh, what is it like growing up? Through what, through what I have gone through and what responsibility have been given and the challenges I have gone through, plus the opportunities which comes my way, I feel God is calling me to be an adv uh, advocate for the less privileged individuals, communities, and the nation at large. Who were my mentors in my life? At home, my father and mother mentored me in good morals and leadership. As I told you, my mother, my father used to give me money to go and pay school fees, buy books for even my elder brothers. <laughs> then even my elder brothers as men, as boys, they mentored me to be a strong woman like a man because they could follow what they were doing. And I became a very strong man, woman 
I'm a, a strong woman because of my brothers. My teachers at all levels mentored me to be serious with studies and to be responsible citizen. In the congregation, my first mentor was Sister Leonia, my aunt, who would always say, be practical. Be practical, Sister Jane. Be practical. Other sisters who mentored me were the formators in the novitiate and senate. I can't forget Sister Grace, who always say, what I want is quality, not quantity. And always that sticked in my head and say, quality, not quantity. The mother general of our congregation who gave me responsibilities which could help me to be more responsible in leadership, which helped me to meet challenges and find solutions, also mentored me in those appointments. How uh, our organization, that is all about yes. my, my, my background. That's amazing. That's amazing. And I think your your the people that you know you know God gave you are uh, you know really gave you that platform for, you know to really become what you are today. And thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, so and for and to all your brothers and you know your mom, uh, we appreciate you for giving uh, giving us you. You know uh, and you know this. Someone like you to be to be a, a force of nature in Uganda. Um, yeah, so um, thanks for explaining that because I think the foundation of where someone came from and how someone became who they are is very important in the work they do. So um, I think um, it would be great for us to learn about the the clinic, um, the health center you have, um, and as a uh, as a clinical officer at the Kurubo Health Center, if you can share with us, you know, how we started and, yes. and I will appreciate that. So please, the floor is yours. Yeah. So um, Kurubo Health Center started in 1974 by the congregation of the daughters of St. Teresa of the Child Jesus, locally known as the Teresa sisters. This center started in a very humble way. It started from the convent's veranda. Many patients started coming. This created a demand to construct a three-room building to offer only outpatient services. There was still more demand for other services like inpatient, maternity child house services, uh, like antenatal deliveries, postnatal immunization. Again, the number of inpatient and deliveries increased drastically. Then by the help of donors, will wish us and the community itself raised the funds and constructed three words, children, what? female, and male. Then an organization, the Monas Union, that's when we presented that we don't have a separate maternity where you can attend our mothers from. They also gave us money to construct maternity. So maternity is in place. The old OPD which we had and which could not accommodate the HIV clinic and other uh, patients. So after constructing the new outpatient, the old one we used it for HIV clinic. And this facility is offering 
many services. We have outpatient service, we have inpatient, we have immunization, we do antenatal, we deliver, we do postnatal. We also do HIV, AIDS care and treatment, counseling, EMTCT, that is elimination of mother-to-child transmission, then early infant uh, diagnosis. As a, a faith-based facility, we do natural family planning. Then we do a health education, laboratory services. Then we have staff. We have a number of staff. We have clinical officer, we have one. And road midwife, we have three. And road nurse, we have one. And road comprehensive nurse, we have one. Medical records assistant, we have one. We have two askaris. The lab assistant, we have one. We have an accountant. We have a cashier. Then the nursing assistants, we have two. Then we have uh, uh, RCT volunteers, uh, random counseling and testing. Then the place was in the rural and hard to reach. And venerable groups were suffering like uh, pregnant mothers and children. This gave us an opportunity to contribute to goal three of the sustainable development goal. And it was privileged last year, 2021 in October, Sister Celestine, through our Mother General, Mother Mary Goret Kabakali Amoti, asked for a sister to take a course in entrepreneurship. By good luck, the chance landed on me. I went through this course, and finally, I was selected to join Builders of African Future course. And for our facility, and for the mission we have, I have a, a, poem, a poem that I want to recite. Yes, Jacob. Oh, United Nations General Assembly 2015 came up with sustainable development goals to be achieved 2030. Oh, sustainable development goals. Sustainable development goals. The sustainable development goals are a collection of 17 interlinked global goals designed to be a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. The sustainable development goals were set up in 2015 by United Nations Nations General Assembly are intended to be achieved by 2030. The sustainable development goals are a universal call to action to address the 17 goals. Oh, builders of Africa's future. Oh, Association of Consecrated Women in Eastern Central Africa, Aqueca. Oh, builder of Africa's future, Sister Jane Francis Kawagaj in this 2022 cohort. What? What? Yes, yes. By 2030, reduce the global maternal mortality rate to less than 70 per 1,000 life births. What? By 2030, end preventable deaths of newborns and children under five years of age with all countries aiming to reduce neonatal mortality to at least as low as 12 per 1,000 life births and under five 
mortality to at least as low as 25% per 1,000 life births. Maternal and child morbidity and mortality. Oh, builder of Africa's future, Sister Jane Francis Kawagaj in these 2022 cohorts. But I have, I have passion to contribute towards goal three of the sustainable development goals, that is ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all at all ages, particularly in maternal and child health for God and my country. Here ends my poem. That's very beautiful. Thank you so much. That was um, quite inspiring. And- um, just, just beautiful. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, well explained. Um, just for us to um, now we have a sense of what you're building, which is just incredible. And I just love how you ended with the poem. Um, and you will inspire other builders of Africa future. Uh, uh, you know your cohort uh, members as well. So it's a very good summary of just what you're building and how you envision it in by 2030 and beyond. Um, so thank okay. you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Um, so now for the for the third phase of the interview, we just want to ask you some questions about um, um, as an entrepreneur, uh, which you are, and you have built something that is really transforming the lives of people in the community, you know, HIV tests, you know, diagnosis, counseling and all that and working with mothers um, avoiding HIV transmission from mother to child and all these amazing things what what is some of the advice that you give to other sisters or to young people who are trying to build stuff uh, build companies or uh, build something that can have an impact in the community do you have any advice that you love to share so, yeah uh, like um So uh, when you, uh, you, you like, uh, if you want to start like uh, uh, an entrepreneur, you first look at uh, the needs of the community. Look at the needs of the community, not the ones. Then you don't think for the community. Because if you think for the community, it might not really be the problem that they are having. Mm-hmm. And you'll be disappointed when you put like uh, an entrepreneurship, uh, you put like an entrepreneur in uh, an enterprise in place and people don't utilize it. Uh, exactly. Yes. Exactly. That's a very good point. Uh, needs versus wants. Focus on the needs, not the wants. Yes, please. I'll also write that down. That's important for me too. Um, for, um, do you have any... Um, Things that help inspire you to learn more about entrepreneurship. Uh, I know you have a book, or do you have something that helps you just to become um, a better entrepreneur? I know the Business of Africa's Future is a good cohort. You get to learn from your colleagues and from the experts. Yeah. Do you have any recommendations for any any um, uh, material of someone that people could watch uh, to help inspire them um, on how to become an entrepreneur? Yeah, we had wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people who took us into AM, AMI. Mm. 
Televin and his colleague. So there is a book of business model canvas. Mm. All that you need to come up with a project. Because you have all what you need uh, to, to start an enterprise. And in that very uh, institute, we learn how to make and manage money, to have innovation mind, and how we can interact with people, communication, how we can communicate with our with our clients. So business model canvas, it's a very good uh, book or, or a course that someone would take. I agree. I like I like I don't know if you just said this intentional or not, but saying uh, saying that uh, we have every you have everything you it's already everything you 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 already have everything you Yes. To build a company, I like I like that. Yeah. Um. What's what's um uh, any advice that you've received that you you know that has really helped you along the way? I know your um your family has played an instrumental role. Your sisters have played an instrumental role. Is there anyone that any advice that sticks out to you that says hmm, this this is this helped me think more clearly or this helped me understand that you know um. Mm. To, to 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 understand who I am. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, so my father, that thing which he really did to me when I was young, to be given a responsibility to take care of my elder brother, even my young brother, mm-hmm. he gave me a stronger uh, a spirit within me that I really can be a leader. I can lead others. I can help others. Um, then I started asking myself, what is it that my father has seen in me that forced him to give me this responsibility, not my elder brother? So that built me the, the mind and my to, to do the work that all the work that I've been doing, you know, I have that trust that mm. in me that they can do it because yep. it was installed in me by my father. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, even the responsibilities that the congregation are giving me. Yeah. All my life I've been in leadership, mm. in leadership, in leadership. And finally, when in this course, I'm proud to say that I was selected among the three take this course of builders for Africa's future. So it was not a surprise to me because I I know it was installed in me. And it's not good for that. It's a gift from God. It's a gift from God. Um, It's a gift from God. Um, That's that's inspiring. That's inspiring. And um, and thanks, thanks, thanks for being a leader. Um, It's it's not easy. Um, It comes with a lot of challenges too. Um, I think I, there's a question that I think I missed out. What were some of the early challenges that you had? Uh, or what are some of the current challenges that you have now within this uh, center? And how do you 
And how are you navigating that? How are you trying to address some of those one or two challenges? Yeah, uh, the government of Uganda, my country, together with donors, have implemented several interventions in addressing problems facing maternal and child health services. These interventions were to address the three delays. Delay to decide to seek appropriate medical care. Delay to reach the appropriate facility. Delay to receive adequate care when a facility is reached. This implementing pattern in Uganda provided transport vouchers for mothers to go for antenatal delivery and postnatal. This project worked very well. Every pregnant woman accessed obstetric care in time because of transport. Even ambulances could come and pick mothers for cesarean section. There was a, a remarkable reduction in maternal and child mobility and mortality. Now, immediately when the problem ended, I mean, the project ended, the number of mothers for antenatal delivery and postnatal and immunization, the number going to the facility and Nkuruba Health Center inclusive reduced drastically. The project could not be sustained by the government nor by the community. So with the, uh, with the team, we said, we, come, we came up with the, an idea of bringing these obstetric services nearer to the rural community, that they may no longer need to travel long distances to access quality obstetric care. And this could do, really be done by constructing permanent infrastructures, infrastructures, I mean, theater, like theater, maternal child clinic, scenographer, department, doctor, and the staff houses in this rural community. So that those challenges, mother not finding services, mother not finding personnel, Mothers not having tr- uh, transport to transport them, they could be, those problems could be solved. So for us, we, sh- uh, we feel like we want to avail the community with obstetric services in these sub-counties, which we really uh, make, we want to make a, a pilot using a modern ultrasound scan and a well-equipped theater, which will be affordable and of course it will the facility will be accessible and we want to have high quality of competent personnel nearer to this community who would be there 24 7 days and we shall assure we shall stand out to reassure mothers for a safe normal delivery and a confirmed cesarean section. And in, in these five years, the plan that we have for the five years for Nkuruba, mm-hmm. Nkuruba, it is registered under Ministry of Health. It has annual practicing license, which is renewable. 
once the facility gets infrastructure and personnel, it can be upgraded to a health center for then later to a hospital level in this rural area in the next five years. We already have maternity ward and antenatal room. We have already located suppliers for uh, a modern ultrasound scan, theater equipment, and the construction materials and the personnel. We are praying for investors and donors to support us in implementing this project. Just we want uh, um, people to join us so that we can achieve this sustainable goal three, which we are set up by the United Nations General Assembly to 2015. 2015. 2015. Um, no, that is that's great. That's great. Um, I, I, and everyone who's listening to this episode, you know, um, you know, Bizarre of Africa's future is, you know, part of the African diaspora network, but, mm. you know, any way you can, uh, you know, be a part of it, not only just sharing the story, sharing this episode can really help, um, uh, you know, highlight how important this is and the work you're doing, Sister Jane. So um, I appreciate the work and I'm sure some of the listeners will really appreciate your work as well and what you're trying to and what you're just trying to build in Uganda and the impact that it's going to have on society. So thank you so much for your work. Um, for the last uh, question, uh, and I ask everyone this, just just put things in perspective. Um, how do you see, uh, what do you, what do you, how do you see your legacy to be? And, uh, and what, what I mean by that is what do you want people to think about your work? You know, even when you're, you know, as you continue to build your 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 health facilities, but just how you also want to make a difference in the health of people in Uganda. What do you want people to to think about as you, as you're continuing to build this amazing um, health facility? Wow, uh, for sure. Okay, <laughs> humility. It's humility for sure, as God has given me this opportunity, mm-hmm. I want really to be remembered in Nkuruba, to have brought quality services to this less privileged uh, community, to have everything that a common man can have in this rural area, in line with health, especially with maternal and child health. To have an outstanding, a modern ultrasound scan, a well-equipped theater in the rural community that was set by Sister Jane Francis and people are utilizing these services, I will be happy. I will be happy to be remembered of that. And people will really pray for me even after my death, that services we are brought nearer to them. Those who used to walk long distances, those who used to congest referral hospitals, sleeping on floor, they are accessing services nearer. And they will say there was a sister called Sister Jane Francis, 
and who were trained by Africa, by builders of African future, and was be, uh, able to be helped by the nation to do that. I'll be happy, and even when I go to heaven, if God gives me a chance to look at Inkuruba and see people utilizing these services, mm-hmm. I'll be the happiest saint. Amen, amen, amen. No, that's that's a, that's a great that's a great um, that's just a great way to look at it. And thanks so much for sharing. I think that's I think it's happening. You're already making the difference, and you are, and you are, and I think you will continue to make a very big impact. And in God, God loves your work. So thank you so much. Thanks for everything you're doing. Thanks for your, uh, thanks for coming on the pod. Thanks for being part of Builders of Africa's future at the African Diaspora Network. And um, and I will always be here to support you. And we're always here to make sure that your work gets uh, um, gets the, the notice and it gets, uh, you know, gets highlighted in on, on the international stage so if you should get support uh, that is that will make your work easier so thank you so much thank you, Jane. Thank you very much Jacob thank you sure, thank you sure. um yeah so that's sister Jane Francis I want to make sure I pronounce thank you. your last name well uh Kappa Kabagadu Kabagadu thank you so much and uh, have a wonderful day and to our listeners thank you so much for being here thank you Take care. bye Jacob. bye